Hello and welcome to Talking Dad UK, a podcast where we discuss all things dad. Follow and support the podcast on social media at Talking Dad UK One. All links will be in the show notes and descriptions. Hope you enjoy this episode and thanks for listening. Hello, welcome back to Talking Dad UK. I've got a solo episode for you, a quick update on the first birthday party that we had at home. We decided to do a first birthday party at home, invited friends and family. It's become one of them strange family traditions that we seem to have developed. We had our our six-year-old, as will be, um, we had his birthday party at home in our old house when he was one, obviously, and all of a sudden now it's become a tradition that we do the first birthday parties at home. So the second child's turn for his birthday party, my wife wanted to do it at home. So, uh, yeah, one of them strange family traditions. Do you have them kind of things where it's something you just kind of do and maybe you don't realise that all of a sudden that you're starting to get into something that's going to come up again that's now a tradition that you're going to be doing year on year. We've been in our house now coming up, I think, will it be two years in June time? So, you know, we've been in plenty of time. We've kind of got it 90% where we want it. There's still a few odd jobs and there's always them little snagging jobs that you they're always on the list and you never get around to because when you live in it and you've got the kids and you know school holidays or weekends just get so busy and booked up that you never seem to find the time to do them little jobs but obviously when you start inviting people around you you see all of them little things that need doing them things you think oh I forgot to do that or that's on my list but it's not as important as such a thing so I'll come back to it but then when you start thinking all my friends and family are going to come around they're going to start seeing it and looking at it and they're probably going to want showing around the house at some point for some people who haven't been for a while since we've sort of newly decorated and all that kind of stuff so we start rushing around with the snagging list doing jobs around the house little liquor paint here bit of tile in there that kind of thing um, we had a pallet wall in the dining room, which was always the plan in our dining room. We're going to have a pallet wall and then eventually I'm going to make a dining table and bench set out of like old scaffold board type things. You know, like the sort of industrial look uh, that's kind of in fashion at the minute my wife likes. So, and it's a project I'm actually, I do want to do, but I just haven't had the time to, to focus on it yet. So that part isn't done. But the pallet wall I have been doing in preparation for this this birthday party that was coming up. And of course then you have to clear the garden because it's April, it's spring, it was planned for nice weather. And when you're inviting quite a lot of people around, you don't want them all sat in the house. So we were hoping for good weather as a starter, but then we had to clear some stuff out the garden. So because we'd done a lot of work in the house, I think I've had two skips um it, for the house and skips aren't cheap nowadays by the way if you were, hadn't had one for a while and you were wondering um i was surprised so we had to get another skip for there was an old shed it looked like it was um like a potting shed and it'd been there for years and years and it was all rotten it was starting to fall to pieces 
It served its purpose for us because I stored a load of logs in it from when we moved in just to keep them dry. In order to clear the shed and get rid of that to make the garden look nicer, a bit more presentable, I've had to clear all of the wood. So the pallets for the pallet wall that we're keeping dry in there, they've had to come out. The logs and the wood that I've needed to cut up to use for the fire in the winter, they've had to come out. I've had to cut them up, then I've had to split them all. I had to build a new log store for them to go in to keep them dry again. And then eventually knock the shed down, which wasn't actually that big a job because, like I say, it was falling to pieces and a bit rotten. So, but then you've got all the wood. Where'd you get? How'd you get rid of it? I was originally planning to sort of bundle it all up in little stacks and then sort of tie it up, load the car up, and do some tip runs to get rid of it. But there was that much wood that came out of it. Really, it was surprising. I'd have been back and two to the tip. God knows how many times I'd have spent a fortune in diesel and I didn't have enough time I had like one weekend to get it done before the weekend of the party so I got a skip we filled that cleared around the garden a bit the usual stuff cut the grass cut the hedges back power wash the patio off and then we were ready really um, last few finishing touches in the house but then of course you've got to clear tidy your house <laughs> which I know you should sort of do in general anyway and I think most people sort of do keep on top of the main areas but then with the kids and we've got dogs it doesn't take long before it all starts looking upside down again so we're tidying all around the house but you you tidied that a little bit extra because you know people are coming so we were doing that and then it comes time for his birthday so on his birthday I mean it was his first birthday we went and got his first pair of shoes because he started walking now he's uh, toddling about so I've got some pictures of him in uh, Clark's where we went for his shoes, for his first pair of shoes. Another tradition, first pair of shoes from Clark's. But I think that's fairly universal at this point, isn't it, for people for the first pair. And we've got pictures of him in the shop getting uh, measured, his feet measured, and then trying them on and put him down to try, try and walk in them. And he, he wouldn't even move. He just stuck there like they were magnetic and... Then when he did start to walk, he looked a bit like Bambi. He was all over the place. So following on from his first birthday, his first pair of shoes, he got his first black eye. <laughs> Not from me or anybody else, but um, he fell off the chair as we were obviously busy roaming about, trying to get everything ready and tidied up and that. He'd, uh, he took a fall off the chair, banged his head or banged his cheek on the floor. So he'd... He's got a bit of a black eye there, so for his birth, first birthday, he had his first shiner. So in the birthday, kids, like young kids and toddlers of that age, like, we didn't go overboard with the presents because we don't need to. He's, he doesn't need it. He's got a lot of stuff already. We've got a few hand-me-downs from our eldest. It, it makes it easier. Family are always good to us, so, you know, we don't need to go overboard and, and fill floor to ceiling on each birthday and Christmas. We try and be a bit sensible with it. Um, if he gets a, get a bit of money as well, then we'll open him a bank account up, that kind of thing, the usual stuff. So his presents, he had a few bits and pieces that he enjoyed, some stacking blocks, a little electric light-up hoover that makes a noise because he's so into our hoover that we thought he'd get his own, which is just obviously he's not interested in. Um, it's a few bits and pieces, but like I say, at that age, all they really want to do is chew the wrapping paper or play in the box that the toy came in. So he did that and we had... The party people came round we had a bouncy castle in the garden for the bigger kids which obviously they loved so that kept them entertained we had 
a barbecue. So we kind of had like a half and half party. So it was half a kid's party and half an adult's barbecue. So our idea is like you invite the family around and the kids and the young kids and they stay for a few hours in the afternoon. And then if the adults want to stay and we'll have a bit of a barbecue, a couple of drinks, that kind of thing, we can do that then after sort of tea time into the evening. Um, It's just the way we've always done it, really. It's a bit, I suppose in a way it is a bit easier to have it at home because then you can do that kind of thing, especially if friends and family live sort of nearby. It is easier to do that. So when you're being the host of the party, you've got to make sure everybody's entertained, everybody's okay, everybody's got a drink, the kids are all right, the dogs are behaving, and um, then I had to cook food, do the barbecue, make sure that was all cooked and going well. We sang happy birthday, did the cake, and then you've got sort of leftover cake for a week afterwards that you left to try and eat. <laughs> We're always left trying to eat it. And the big clean-up as well. Bins were full. Obviously, the bins were pretty much full from us trying to tidy the house and garden in the lead-up to the party. And then you've got all the mess from behind at the party that you've got to try and find it somewhere for. So we did have full bins. But the plus side is the garden is now relatively clear and tidy and ready for us to use all summer, which will probably be our plan because we've only kind of got one holiday booked in a week away. So we'll spend a lot of time in the garden, I would imagine, throughout the summer, which is good. Just need to get some new fencing and a gate to protect the grass from the dogs. So, I mean, my takeaway from the first birthday party at home and this tradition that we've developed that's crept up on me is um, definitely it's nice having kids parties at home and it's nice to see them at home and we don't have to worry about having to get to places or get home or you know what time have we got the room booked till and all that kind of stuff and having a bouncy castle at home is pretty good um, pretty much get it the whole day so it takes care of itself with the old kids and like I say yeah you've got that sort of freedom where if some people want to come just for the kids birthday party then they can just stay a couple of hours and do that and then they can go and then anybody, anybody that wants to stay a bit longer can. So there is that. But then you've also got the other side of the big clear up and the tidy up and the getting the house ready and everything else ready beforehand. And do you want to put yourself through all of the stress of that each time? It seems that that kind of job gets bigger and bigger each time you have to try and do it. <laughs> well, it does in my case anyway. So would it be better to just book the local village hall or something like that and just hire a barbecue, not a barbecue, sorry, a bounce castle in there. That's the, the toss-up between the two. And I suppose when the kids are a little bit older, you've got maybe sort of 10, 20, sometimes 30 kids. It depends how many you want to invite. If they're all sort of six-year-olds coming around, running around, you probably don't want them tear arsing through your house, making a mess, getting all the toys out, leaving them all over the place. So then you've got a house and a garden to tidy up so I can understand why you would maybe look at venues for that kind of thing. It would be easier, wouldn't it? So that's the kind of takeaway. That's the little one's first birthday, his first pair of shoes and his first shiner. And that's this episode really wrapped up. I'm going to start trying to bring you some of these little episodes pieced in around um, the other guest episodes that we do regularly 
um, just to keep things going a little bit fresh with the podcast and a little bit of shorter listening as well for some people who've got them shorter journeys or wherever you listen to it. Um, it'll be around my sort of family life, my fatherhood journey as we talked about before, little bits and pieces that pop up. Also, maybe some topical stuff that relates or like one of the things I was thinking of was, you know, I might do an episode on this, but like the cost of living and things like that at the moment is is kind of going crazy and everybody's struggling with it. And, and it's like it's never off the telly or the radio at the moment with the news. But something like that, how how sort of I do it and we do it in the at home and in, as a family, how we manage little episodes like that maybe might be useful might do some like some of that kind of stuff if you've got any interest in being on the podcast as a guest let me know you can contact on social media or email at talkingdaduk at gmail.com or if you've got some interesting topics that you want to share or something you want to hear me talk about uh, in terms of family life fatherhood parenting things like that let me know and i can either include what you want me to say your stories include you as a guest or you can provide me with an idea or a topic and i will do some research or have a think about it myself and include that as an episode as a standalone and give you a shout out while i'm doing it so that's the episode for today so once again social media talking dad uk one talking dad uk at gmail.com for the email if you want to send me any stories fatherhood journey stories parenting tips advice things you want me to cover that you want to hear about, let me know there. And I will speak to you again on the next one. Thanks for listening. See you soon.